following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Going beyond the box score and the diamond, this is the show with the latest news and information on your hometown nine and the entire organization. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. The show is indeed Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. How memories are created, legends are made. Long day yesterday. We really appreciate bench coach Jace Tingler carving out some uh, time for us here this morning prior to game four of this five-game series because your time is obviously quite valuable and you guys have a lot of work to do in a short amount of time. Normally, Jace, we talk about big-picture stuff. Uh, I think in the wake of yesterday and just the unusual nature of yesterday, I think it's worth going back through because you have such a unique vantage point. You're right in the nerve center. You're right on the top step of that dugout. You've got all the information. You're making decisions, and things can get nuts in a baseball game, and they absolutely did. So let's start there. You guys are already working through who can play in the field, who's available, who needs a, a slight rest, what kind of pitching do we have. You mount that crazy rally in the fifth inning. You, you play some of your cards, use Luisa Rise, get him off the bench. You don't have a crystal ball amongst all that other information. Could you even have foreseen what was to come at that point? Well, you always kind of plan for that scenario, which is, you know, the long game, the 15, 16, 17 innings, even though with the, the, the new rules, or I guess I shouldn't say it's really new rules. When you're starting a runner at second, historically, those games don't really go 10, 11 uh, plus innings. It's usually, you know, you, you played one or two extra innings and usually the game ends. But on unique situations, uh, you're always trying to prepare for a situation going 14, 15, 16. 16 innings and so that's basically what we were walking through yesterday once we you know we we thought we knew we had you know basically Fulmer and Jax at that point for one point uh for one inning on and then uh you know you you're you're shooting your bullets there and then um we knew uh with Derek Rodriguez coming up um, him being a starter, we knew once we went to him, we were riding or, or, or dying at that point. So he was going to go as, as long as he could, you know, which was probably, you know, 85, uh, 9,500 pitches somewhere in there. And that's that that's how it played out. It was one of those long ones yesterday. And, uh, you know, it, it, it sucks coming on the bottom end of it. Um, but our guys laid everything they had out there last night, which was really good to see. Derek was phenomenal, and he gets saddled with a loss he certainly does not deserve. One of the funny things about how it played out, both lineups yesterday, by that point, very top-heavy. Very dangerous guys, one through five, and a lot of young, inexperienced players who combined to go 0 for 28 between the two of them in the bottom three spots of the order. So it's almost like inning to inning, is it the bottom guys? Is it the top guys? Are we playing the small ball? Are we, are we having to defend something different? And the strategy got ratcheted up about a million percent defensively for both clubs. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair, and obviously you saw a lot of um, uh, intentional walks yesterday, and 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 you know trying to get to or avoid certain portions of the order. I felt you know they did they did that to us, we did that to them, and it was it was constantly back and forth, and and so um, you know again it's it's just little execution here and there. Um, we can't we can't fault our guys for the way they went about it, how hard they that they played. There certainly wasn't a lack of effort or anything like that. So, 
uh, we've got to have a short memory. Uh, the guys are getting to the ballpark now, and and uh, after uh, a long, long day yesterday, we'll, we'll we'll see who's available and who can go today. And we'll get back to that in a moment. But but first, right in the wake of the ball game, they celebrate. Never fun to see another team celebrate. You played twenty four innings, and fans can just sulk or be mad or scream. You don't have that luxury because you come into the clubhouse and it's who's available. Talk to the trainers. Do we need to make a roster move? You have to check on the mental well-being of the 29 guys in your clubhouse as well as the physical well-being. There's a line to get into Rocco's office. You have to deal with media. Uh, how do you guys as a staff then kind of sift through that work in the immediate uh, post-mortem of a game like that? Yeah, we need a little bit of time to decompress as well. I mean, we've got those same feelings as well. And, you know, you hopefully, you know, you take five minutes, you jump in a cold, hot shower, whatever you can do. And, and then, you know, you immediately kind of have to get to it, checking in in the training room. Uh, who's banged up? Uh, everybody's banged up. Okay, who's in the, the, the worst shape? Kind of going through there and and then uh, planning for tomorrow. Uh, are we going to have enough innings uh, available on the pitching side, et cetera, thinking through plans and then uh, finding out realistically uh, a lot of it we're going to find out today when they get to the ballpark, they get into the training room, they start moving around, they get their treatment, uh, and, and, and we'll kind of plan from there. Can a quick turnaround be a benefit in that there's no time to dwell, that you have to get out and then everybody hears a competitor now you see another team in a different jersey and it's just go time yeah i th- I, I think so you know we're, we're going to get out there and you know that this is you know everybody's going to be running on fumes they're going to be running on fumes on the other side so it's just going to you know just go straight kind of compete mode and mindset and and find a way to get some things done that's what we'll be looking for today a life in this game as a player as a coach as a manager do you have to teach yourself how to sleep after a rough night. Are there times where you still struggle to, to as you said, process what just happened? Um, I, <laughs> uh, if there is um, any advice on how to sleep, uh, you know, especially after games like that, I, I'd be one uh, in search of it. I, I, I don't have the advice for that. So, uh, no, I was talking to Rocco. I think he was, you know, probably up, spinning the wheels mentally, uh, probably till about three thirty. Got up at you know seven a.m. Um, you know, went to the bathroom and couldn't go back to sleep, and that's unfortunately the reality of it. Um, so I would say, if uh, for any listeners out there, uh, for ones that have sleep advice on it, uh, we would be open ears. So, uh, but that's part of the the fun, the beauty in this. That's your body's tired, but your mind's still going. You're trying to <clears throat> think of solutions, and sometimes you can't shut the mind down and and uh, you know relax. It's a great point as uh, we're getting a great inside look on kind of how things go from inside the nerve center here in the wake of a long day of baseball. Jace Tingler, Twins bench coach, is our guest. The show is Inside Twins, and we're back with more in a moment on your home for Twins baseball. Back with more Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated, how memories are created, legends are made. As yesterday was unfolding, Jace, and Jace Tingler, Twins bench coach, is our guest, and we appreciate his time. I felt like the game was in so many ways a microcosm of the whole season. Just when the Twins are counted out, they come up swinging. Uh, you know, there's, there's a resilience to this team that just when you think maybe they're out of, out of their nine lives, they find a way to come back and make a big play. But there are also those little plays that weren't made that have haunted this team over the course of the year, whether it's going to a wrong base, not taking an extra 90 feet. Is that a, a fair assessment of how the whole season has gone, ups and downs, roller coaster wise I don't know if it's been, you know, the whole season. It's certainly been... Um 
you know, it feels like w- within the last couple months, uh, we've done a great job of staying in games, coming back, hanging around. We haven't been maybe quite as sharp on just the small details uh, of execution, maybe to get over the top. We'll hang around, hang around, stay in a game. Uh, but the, the, the small details are just coming up with the big pitch, the big play, the big hit uh, to, to get on top. Um, I think that's I, I, I think that's pretty accurate. And yet, there's so much time you put into that. I mean, from day one, you and your staff, before the, the gates are open, so much work goes into that. Is part of that just the, the rotating cast of different bodies in different places, uh, all trying to fit into one another on a daily basis? You know, I don't think, you know, you're going to hear any excuses, you know, from our side. And so um, we, we have had a, a different crew or a different group of players, obviously, um, we're injured. We're banged up. Most of the teams are. Uh, we're at you know maybe our second, third level of defense, and so you know we're having guys uh, come up uh, that are competing. You know whether they've been in Double A, whether they've been in Triple A, whether they've been with a, a another organization for a majority you know part of the year. Uh, but our guys are battling, uh, so we're not going to make excuses. We still demand a high level. We demand championship play. That's kind of our caliber. Uh, have we always reached that? No, we haven't. But uh, we are battling. We're working for those things. We understand that we've got uh, areas to grow at, and that's what we're using. You know these the, these games. But our but our measuring bar it's still uh, really high, and that's what we're trying to get to. And you look at the plays that were turned in last night that turned it into a 15-inning game. Mark Contreras comes and throws a guy out at home plate from center field. Sandy Leone, a guy acquired at the trade deadline, who wasn't the big name at the trade deadline, but has had a massive impact on this baseball team and this organization getting together to execute one of the hardest plays to make in the hardest time to make it when there's no margin for error. Yeah, that's that's the stuff you love to see. You know, um, they got they got a base hit. Contreras comes charging in, makes an unbelievable one hop throw. Sandy, uh, you know, catches it, tag at the plate, and then and then of course it's challenged and <laughs> and you know he's out by you know uh, ten you know felt like ten yards you know maybe and Sandy caught it and put the tag and. It's a terrible feeling. You're sitting there, and we talked to our replay guy. No, he's not blocking the lane. Everything's good. You just don't know, um, you know how uh, MLB is going to react, you know, with that with that play. So it's a horrible, you know, two minute feeling. And uh, but it's great to see. It's great to see, you know, other guys. Like I said, whether it's Mark or whether it's Jake Cave and and uh, Walner hits a home run. You know, game one. We've got a lot of guys from. Um, you know, that weren't with us at the beginning. And, you know, they're laying everything they have out uh, out there on the field. And that includes, obviously, Derek, uh, who came in and threw those four big innings for you. Let's get back to Walner. You've been in the game a long time. Does it ever get old? I can't imagine seeing a guy for the first time put on a major league uniform. Yeah, it's it's great, and then it's uh, equally great watching him hit his first home run. And <laughs> you know, he's he's a big man, and and uh, when he finds the sweet part of the bat, it's a unique sound. It's a loud sound. It's uh, he's got some big time power, so it's going to be fun watching him develop. Let's back away a little bit from yesterday and even from today and talk about broader scope this season because it has been a lot of ups. There have been some downs. It's been a battle every day. I know you come from a family of teachers. You're always looking to learn yourself. What have you learned this year about either yourself 
or that you can use moving forward in, in whatever role you happen to be, whether it's managing again, whether it's continuing as a bench coach? Well, I think, oh, you learn something every year. I think, you know, this year, uh, the one thing that, that, that stands out is uh, the value of depth, the value of catching breaks, staying healthy, all those things. Those are some of the things I see. Um, I'm excited about where we're at. Uh, maybe not necessarily where we're at, where we're going. I think uh, we've got a lot of bright spots. I think of some of the young players' development that, that's gone on this year. Um, I think the way Drian has stepped up, it looks like Jax is turning himself into you know, a real weapon out of the bullpen. I'm looking at the development of, of Jose Miranda, uh, the improvement he's made from the beginning of the year. Celestino, Nick Gordon, I can go on and on. But I think uh, watching some of the young guys uh, that we've had um, step up, perform, and uh, probably grow, learn, continue to get better up here, I think that's been a positive uh, but just just a positive point of the year. You mentioned Miranda, and I want to take a sidebar there because we know he can hit. He, he has such special skills to hit any type of pitch. He can hit to any part of the ballpark and, and use the entire field. I feel like his great strength that we don't talk about enough is his ability to learn and process information because where he is defensively from where he was at the start of the year – maybe you make a physical mistake, everybody does. He rarely makes the same mistake more than once. It feels like his retention level is really, really high. You're working with him every day. Is that fair? I, I, I think that's you know more than fair. Um, I think of, to your point, of watching him improve, um, you know, look, he's had over a year of AAA development. The reality is, big leagues, where we're at, AAA, there's there's a pretty significant jump. And and so even though he did over uh, a year of at-bats in AAA, come up here, it's it's you're going to get pitched different. Uh, so seeing him the first, you know, whatever it was, 40 games, um, you know, he struggled a little bit on, on both sides, offensively, defensively. Second time around, looking at the league, facing guys the second time, he's made adjustments. He's been outstanding. Um, and so watching him kind of grow, make the adjustment, uh, to your point, if you see a mistake, you talk to him, you address it, um, he makes the adjustment. And so I love just kind of the growth mindset he has uh, and the ability to make adjustments. Biggest challenge in the game is developing starting pitching. Everybody's trying to do it. It's really, really hard. You have to keep them healthy. You have to pick the right guys. You have to catch some breaks, and then they have to execute. You talked about not just where we are, but where we're going. The last three ball games, it was barely over. It was Louis Varlin, Josh Winder. If you're a Minnesota Twins fan, you look at that, and that's indicative of where you're hoping to go. Is that correct? I, I think that's you know spot on. And watching Bailey throw the other night, I mean, it's – uh, in a way, it's great to see. In a way, it's also crushing to to, to see as well because we, you know, we've, he's missed. You know, it felt like three or four months. Uh, but throwing the ball like that, uh, if he can stay healthy, we know that that that's going to play. Josh Winder, his growth. Looking at uh, Joe Ryan and and knowing that he's been good, um, but he's going to be getting better. And and Barlin, seeing what he did at Yankee Stadium and then against the Indians, uh, I didn't think he had the stuff um, was as sharp as it was at the Yankee Stadium. So in a way, it was fun to watch him just kind of compete, try to attack the strike zone, mix his pitches, just go out there and lay it all out there. Uh, so I'm excited about some of the pitching that we have going forward. Uh, we know we've still got some development. 
to do. Uh, we've, we've got to be a little bit sharper with some of the secondary pitches and, and just being able to expand their total arsenal. Uh, but I'm excited about where it's at. You mentioned Joe, and he's going to start today, so we'll end this segment on this. He's had some great games. His splits against losing teams and winning teams are dramatic. And that's not a surprise because teams are winning teams for a reason. They've got better hitters. They force you to get them out in the zone, to have better breaking stuff. Is that his next step? Is that the next step for him to take forward to augment that great fastball of his and figure out how to beat the more veteran, more polished hitters? Yeah, so 100% that's his next step. And it's it's going to be the the growth of the secondary pitches. And you know whether that's with the changeup or a slider or his curveball and I thought last game um, he was more aggressive with his secondary pitches. He was spinning the ball really well. And, and when the, the, the hitters have to honor your secondary pitches, he does have a special fastball. And then when they're, they're thinking about the, the slider, the changeup, or the curveball, uh, then for him his fastball plays even better. And so I think it's going to be just the, the, the development of that slider. Can he get more movement? Can he soften the changeup, get a little bit more drop on it? Uh, these are the things he's constantly working working at and as he does that it's only going to make his fastball better and it's just going to make his overall game better it's going to be an awful lot of fun to watch unless you're a hitter in the opposing batter's box we'll take a break we'll come back with our final segment with jace tingler on your home for twins baseball Final segment of Inside Twins. Twins taking on the Guardians today. Game four of the series. Bench coach Jace Tingler is our guest. We're brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. How memories are created and legends are made. And Jace, I want to go on the personal level here in our final segment. I know when we talk throughout the season, we don't talk much because you're a busy guy. It's never about baseball. It's always about your family, about what's going on. Because we're at that time of year, both of us, where our kids are at school. They're at their games. We're here talking to each other. And that's the worst part of this really, really good job. But you had some special, special time with your boys this summer, including a trip to Yankee Stadium, them taking infield at Target Field. How important is that part of the summer for you to get you through the long haul? Oh, it's it's everything. And uh, with my boys, Gabe and Gio, they're 10 and 8 years old. They love being at the ballpark. Um you know, but uh, they're at the age now. They're playing youth sports. They're playing youth soccer. They're playing baseball. They're playing basketball. School's going, so uh, it can be a real challenge. Um, you know, at time uh, for them to come up, uh, kind of messes up their schedule and, and those things. But uh, it's well worth it. We went to Yankee Stadium. They haven't done that. That was special. Um, uh, we went to the 9/11 uh, memorial. Uh, which was super impactful and, and powerful. And, and since a year ago was the 20-year anniversary they were learning about in school. So uh, that was such a unique experience. They rode the subway. We went down there and, and just had a great time. So getting to share uh, special family moments in different cities is, is, is so, so special. And I hope it creates great memories uh, for them going forward. Is it at the point where they just think that that's normal, that you go to your dad's job and this happens, or do they still understand just how, how amazing it is? Because when I see them on the field, they're so respectful. They're, they're almost professional almost in terms of, of how they act amongst the big leaders. It's funny you say that. They've kind of grown up um, around it. Um, so I think they've been raised that way. They understand we have rules. Um, they love going in the clubhouse. They love interacting with the players. 
uh, I wanted to instill uh, some rules with them early on. So I do know they love going into the clubhouse. Rule number one is after a game, if we don't win, uh, they're not allowed in there. And that's uh, I want them to understand the the the, uh, the importance of preparing hard work, uh, but understanding that you know we're we're in a business here um, where you know we we need to win games. That's what we're paid to do, and so uh, they need to understand they can't be going in after a game. Uh, smiling or messing around so uh, they have learned some clubhouse etiquette and things like that we've still got a lot of other things we've got to learn along the way but it's been an awesome experience uh, having them around interacting with the coaches interacting with the players Um, I and, and and the boys don't take that for granted Uh, We don't take your time for granted either. That's Jace Tingler, the outstanding bench coach for the Minnesota Twins, giving us his time here on Inside Twins. Our day's just getting started. Stick around. Pre-game lineup card is next, and then the Twins looking for a W in Cleveland against the Guardians on your home for Twins baseball. You've been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.